Hello, and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this week we are, in the spirit of this episode, coming to you live from my bed. Yep, we're coming to you from bed. <laughs> Ooh, sexy. It's very sexy. We're in bed together, in fact. But we're not a couple. Still not a couple. Reminding you of the title of the podcast. Uh, this week is the episode after Grace and Nathan break up. Mm-hmm. And the show is actually taking some time to deal with that. Uh, and we're really excited about that. Yeah, it's a bit of a shocker, but it's, it's kind of nice that we're actually talking about the end of their relationship. So uh, let's get started. Uh, I'll t- say the episode description, and then we're going to jump right into it. Okay, sounds good. All right, this episode is called Bed, Bath, and Beyond. While Grace wallows in bed as she grieves over losing her boyfriend, Nathan, an enterprising Will tries all his old tricks to spring her from her mattress and back into the real world. <laughs> I thought this, I mean, as we said before, this is a very solid episode. I thought so, too. It's like, it's it's a weirdly emotional episode of Will and Grace, but I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that about it. Like, it was still funny, but it was also very sweet, and I really, really liked this episode. It's also a bottle episode, as kind of suggested by the premise. Um, they stay in the apartment the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't really leave the apartment at all. We get really close, uh, but then, of course, something happens and we don't get out of the apartment. <laughs> yes. Um, and we spend the whole time kind of dealing with Grace's grief over losing Nathan, who, mm-hmm. as listeners know, um, last episode, he proposed to her in bed, and she was like, that was weird. Yep. And then she talks to Will about it and is like, oh, I actually want to be married to this guy. Mm-hmm. But then she doesn't want to propose to him so then she tricks him into proposing, and then he says, no, I don't want to be married to you. And then he breaks up with her. Um, so it's kind of a, it's an interesting place to leave things, because, you know, normally when Will and Grace, like, when this happens, we just move on with our lives, and right. you guest star. Um, but this time, the episode really, like, takes us through it, like, what mm-hmm. that means for her. Yeah, we really kind of dive into this, uh, this loss that she's experiencing, mm-hmm. which is unusual, and in some ways a little frustrating, because I, I know Matthew and I personally didn't super care for Nathan's character, mm-hmm. so it's sort of annoying to see her be so upset about this loss when there have been other losses that have perhaps seemed more significant. Yeah, that's true, too. But on the other hand, it's kind of nice just to see Grace have emotions that aren't witty. Well, it is nice that while Tess and I don't agree that this was a good relationship for her, it was definitely an important relationship for her. Yeah, that's true. I mean, she proposed to this man, you Mm -hmm. know, through an elaborate bit of verbal wordplay, (laughs) but she did propose to him. I mean, she wanted to marry this person, uh, and he said no, and that makes sense that she's grieving this. Yeah, it does. So yeah, it's it's really funny. It's a good episode. Um, Mm -hmm. We open with... Will trying to get Grace out of bed, and he's being very chipper and excited Uh and happy, and (laughs) that felt familiar for reasons that we can talk about in a little while, but... Well, Tess is a little grumpy because uh, sometimes I like to wake Tess up by being chipper and happy. You know, my normal emotions. Matthew is literally a golden retriever stuck in a human person's body. And That's why cats like me so much. Sometimes that comes out when he decides to wake me. It doesn't happen very often, but on weekends and stuff, if I decide to sleep in, Matthew is always there to bound upon me until I wake up. I don't literally bound upon you. Sometimes he does. Usually. Sometimes he does. Usually. Sometimes he does. But, I mean, Will and Jack both kind of tried different versions of that, and, and Taryn, too, mm-hmm. of, you know, kind of coming in and, like, being very boisterous and excited and, you know, saying, like, hey, come on, get up. Stop doing this. Yeah, it kind of, I don't know if anybody else out there watches You're the Worst, but it kind of reminded me of the season two episode where 
Gretchen is like really depressed and won't get off the like bench in the living room. Mm -hmm. And so Jimmy brings like all of her friends over to try and talk her into getting up. Yep. And it's a disaster. But it was like the sweet version of that. Like the very like wholesome, nice, like genuinely they were invested in her well-being and wanted Grace to get out of bed. And so that was nice to see that they they all had their different methods and they were all not so successful. But yeah, I I think it's the other thing that the episode description doesn't really get at is that we get it. An example from everyone. Yeah. Um, I mean, Will tries a couple different things, and then Jack comes in and tries, you know, singing to her <laughs> and doing his, you know, one medley from his new show, Jack 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, and giving her some insights into how he became a big old mo. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, that's a valid, you know, Will's not trying that. That's a valid strategy. Yeah. Um, Karen comes in and comes in with what sounds like a very good idea which is to role play it out it sounds like a good idea until you remember it's karen right and so for, because it's karen karen and this is weird for karen but makes sense like it's really invested in the role play oh yeah she's very into playing nathan yeah and so like eventually like grace is like why didn't you want to be with me like we had the best sex of all time which if your argument for why you should be with someone is you're having the best sex of all time flimsy, flimsy evaluate make some evaluations of that have a chat. Talk to your therapist. You know, normal shit. But that's just where the conversation goes. So obviously, to resolve this problem in the role play, Karen makes out with Grace. Right. Obviously, that's what you do. Yeah. I mean, well, on the one hand, for me as a bisexual person, it's always nice to see Grace and Karen, like, wink at the fact that Karen is entirely bisexual and cannot deny it. <laughs> but also, like, it was just, like, weirdly timed and probably not the best like move mm-hmm. overall for anybody for them to be making out but I mean, it, was, it was just uncomfortable but it was still kind of funny so not because women making out is uncomfortable no but. it was just uncomfortable because they're both like in various stages of like devastation and grief over the loss of a relationship so, right like, well so, i mean like karen is the one who it's most explicitly noted is dealing with something similar to grace early on right like because stan is in jail like he's right. in prison i mean that's the reason that she and rosario were doing the role play is you know to work through her feelings about stan so i mean do you think that she made out with rosario in the role play absolutely i do yes i know she takes baths with her so that wouldn't really surprise me yeah that makes sense their relationship fascinates and confuses me <laughs> Yeah, sometimes it's it's very, like, mother-daughter, like we see in Rosario's quinceanera. Yeah, but then other times it's, like, literally, like, I think they're banging. Right. It's very, like, like girlfriend-boyfriend. Yeah. Girlfriend-boyfriend? Really? Girlfriend-boyfriend. I mean, from Karen's perspective, because Karen has a limited sense of gender identity. I just mean, like, this is this is not a heteronormative podcast, Matthew. I'm sorry. I did not mean to imply that only heteronormative relationships are valid give me one of your gay cards (laughs) take it out of your wallet hand it over i'm already so low on gay cards i know you're like gonna end up going in reverse order and becoming a lesbian (laughs) for real oh um anyways so that's i mean and then will of course like will has all like the normal tricks you know like jack and karen have known grace a little bit less time like they're kind of flying by the seat of their Mm -hmm. pants like, Will knows all the tricks. Like, he knows, oh, I'm going to go out and get, like, what is it, the donuts that yes, she likes? Yes, he goes out to get her donuts and dental floss. Donuts and dental floss. And he, he knows that when she 
gets out the slide projector. Things have gotten real. Yes, so he tries to prevent her from getting to that point, which is sweet, but ultimately a failure because, of course, she's crafty enough to replace the box with tampons. I mean, at one point, he's even, like, coaxing her out from under the bed, which I think is just hilarious. Yes, and, like, he, like, tries to coax her out of the bed with, like, the outfit he puts on her right at the beginning, (laughs) which is a terrible outfit, and he's wearing her shoes, but it's very funny. Right, and it's clearly, like, designed, like, oh, I always do this. I always, you know, take out the outfit and put on the shoes. Yeah, it's like... They've been friends for a long time. They've had to do this before. Right. Like, Will clearly has a checklist of, like, these are the things I have to do to get Grace out of bed because she retreats to bed when Mm -hmm. she gets gets the sads. Well, I think the other funny thing about this episode is we watch the three of them, like, try to deal with this, too. Because, like, Mm -hmm. at a certain point, they're like, oh, we can't do anything. Mm -hmm. So then they have to just sit and, like, wait for her to be ready. Yeah. I mean, then... They, like, send in Rosario to try and help, but Rosario... That's right, Rosario shows up at one point. But Rosario just ends up looking at the slides with Grace and, mm-hmm. like, leaves to go get popcorn because she's like, I like to eat popcorn when I watch a slideshow, which you, is fair. You know, ultimately, Rosario kind of has the right idea, which, you know, not to... I mean, we're kind of approaching the end of this discussion here, but, I mean, Rosario's solution is basically what the episode comes down to, which is what? you just have to go through your slideshow and... You know, get it all out. Yeah, you just kind of have to let her deal with it. You get your popcorn and you watch it happen. And then after time goes by, you heal, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I think it it is sweet of them to care about her so much and try so hard to get her out mm-hmm. of bed. Because they are right. She will feel better once she gets out of bed. Yeah. But you can't really force her to speed up her grieving process. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like the big emotional center of this episode is basically Will and Jack pick her up because mm-hmm. she's tiny. And they carry her into the shower. And then all three of them try to, like, basically make her <laughs> shower in her clothes because this is network television. Of course. We can't show her in her underpants or whatever. I mean, I'm going to be real. If me and two other friends were dragging you out of bed to get, oh, throw you in the shower, you would have all of your clothes on, too. That, fair. But, I mean, I would not have come nearly as willingly as Grace. Like, I would have been kicking and screaming and biting. True. Also, what other friends? Well, obviously, I would have two other friends in this situation. <laughs> but anyways. I'll um, just grab you by your big old boob handles. Oh, fuck you about my boob handles. Yeah, you're right. They're not really grippy. They're, they're more like... They're not structurally sound. Yeah, they're more like boob... Uh, what would be a good comparison? Like... They're like a dog's ears. Like, you don't yeah. want to pick a dog up by its ears. Like, like, you could, but, like, it would be kind of rude. Yeah, it would be painful and mean, and they're not I could probably sound. just kind of, like, sidearm you, like, go under the boobs, and then use the boobs kind of to, like, hold my arm in place. You could, like, use them as a counterweight to the rest of yeah, my body. Yeah, 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 exactly. Or kind of, like, sandwich your boobs and your face together. And see, now this is starting to sound like porn. Yep. I'm not sure what kind of if porn. If you shove my face into my boobs, it's definitely porn. <laughs> <laughs> Even if we don't have sex, it's just porn. I think the thing, though, about the shower sequence that's really fascinating to me is, like, Grace is fighting all the way, but, like, Mm -hmm. then, like, continues fighting until she struggles free, and then is like, guys, like, this isn't gonna work. Right, and then she basically delivers this speech, which is really interesting, because... It could have been, like, so mean-spirited and Mm -hmm. awful of her, but it genuinely comes across, like, she thinks that everyone in her life is a lot stronger than she is. And so she gives examples of, like, Will, I don't understand how you did it. Your lover of seven years left you and moved on, and I don't know how you deal with the fact that you aren't going to be with him every day. And Karen, I don't know how you can deal with the fact that, like, you don't know when your husband is coming home, if he's ever coming home, because he's in prison. Mm -hmm. And Jack, like, you don't get invested in relationships and you're still being an actor singer at 32 and blah 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 and like it could have really been a mean-spirited thing to say like um i mentioned this off mic i think matthew and Mm -hmm. i watched crazy ex-girlfriend and there was a similar scene 
with Rebecca being like confronted by her friends who were mm-hmm. worried about her. But like she went like for the kill, like and like identified all of their insecurities to and make said, like them the meanest feel bad. thing she could imagine. About yeah, her. where yeah. is this genuinely seems like Grace just like could not understand how they were such strong people and could not conceptualize how she could be that way too. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think the the thing about it that's interesting is that it's it's such an interesting mix of of insecurities. I mean, we have the yeah. one most recent one with Karen, but I mean, Jax is like something that like even Jack in this episode is not able to identify with yet. Mm-hmm. And Will, we're going all the way back to the pilot where we find out about his seven year relationship with Michael. Yeah. Um. I mean, which I think is on the one hand, a little lazy for the writers that they are going back to the same well. But I mean, I like that we continue to touch on this mm-hmm. as a defining characteristic of Will Truman mm-hmm. and also touch on the fact that Will Truman doesn't define this as a defining characteristic. Right. Well, I mean, like, and he even says that, which seems a little bit lampshady, but he does say in the episode, like, I haven't had a good relationship since I broke up with Michael, mm-hmm. which I mean, could be very valid. If you were with someone for seven years and that relationship collapsed, mm-hmm. it would probably take you a little while to get back on the horse. Yeah. I mean, the best relationship we've seen we'll have in the show's run is with Patrick Dempsey's character. And that was only for, like, three or four episodes. And that relationship was kind of garbage. Yeah, because that guy was closeted and weird, and they had to pretend to be brothers, and it was a thing. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the episode actually, you know, for an episode that is just, you know, in a certain sense, like, picking up the pieces of relationship, it really hits all of the characters really well. Yeah. We get to see all of them develop in new ways. We get to see all of them acknowledge things about themselves. Mm-hmm. For Jack, the thing we're acknowledging is that... Maybe he's not going to be a dancer. Yeah, I mean, Jax is a little bit surface and shallow, but what about Jack isn't in the first right. run of the show? I just, I, I like that. And I like mm-hmm. that it, it brings them all together, too. It doesn't yeah. tear them apart, you know. Yeah, this could have been a huge fight, but instead of having a fight, they all climb into bed with Grace. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all dripping wet. Which is weird, and I don't know how they don't wake up Never still wet. Never get don't, into bed wet. We're not wet that. right now. We're just, very dry. We are incredibly dry. We're the driest we've ever been. This is the driest I have ever been in my entire life. <laughs> but um, instead of this whole conversation tearing them apart and causing them to fight with each other, it shows Will and Karen and Jack that it's okay for them all to have this moment. And yeah be sad and sit in bed and watch the slideshow, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe they haven't done that enough. Yeah, like, I mean, Will literally says, like, maybe I got out of bed too early. Mm-hmm. And so they all kind of just, like, let themselves sit with this feeling and, and feel this feeling, mm-hmm. and it's a shitty feeling, but they're at least together, Yep. and they're in bed and they're wet, and they've got each other, I guess. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> All right, I think I want to talk about one more thing before we go sure. uh, this week, and that is that this is our last chance to complain about Nathan. Yes. Probably. Probably. And, oh boy, he is not even in this episode, and he is the most garbage human he has ever been. Yeah, I literally kind of wanted to kill him in this episode. So, essentially, like, the middle of the episode, we see Grace get out of bed, and we're all very celebratory. She's so close. She's so close. And literally, she's standing in the middle of the living room, finally out of bed, and the answering machine goes off. And this is why the 90s and early 2000s were terrible, because answering machines. And essentially, Nathan has given their number to a travel agent who's booking a trip to the Bahamas with him and Susie, his apparent new girlfriend. Not even his ex-girlfriend, who I assumed it was in the episode until like it was established more later. Like I assumed it was the ex who lived in the building. Uh-huh. He went back downstairs. They got back together. They're going to the Bahamas. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. 
Nope. Completely new person after four days. Four days. Jesus fucking Christ, Nathan. I mean, like, on the one hand, uh, you know, context irrelevant. I want to know that love story. Yeah, like, what the hell happened? But on the other, other hand, Nathan's garbage. I hope his plane crashed on the way to the Bahamas. I hope they're all dead. Except Susie, who didn't deserve this. Yeah, Susie doesn't deserve anything. Maybe she'll get sick and not go. I guess, objectively, if I'm dramatic, or imagining the situation, like, I don't want anyone else on the plane to die. Like, somehow, like, just he falls out of the plane. Yes, that's better, yes. Like, they pitch him out to sea or something. Or they get a charter plane for some reason. Oh, yeah, they're like, on a charter everyone plane. Everyone else survives. And everyone else has, an, has like, a... Um, uh, Airbag? No. Oxygen mask? Parachute. Parachute. Returns <laughs> the try. Everyone else has a parachute. And, and an air mask and, you know, an oxygen He bag. goes to pull his parachute and out of it comes miniature Snickers, <laughs> which won't save his life. Die, Nathan. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker. That's usually the sort of thing that Karen Walker could pull off. Yeah, she could definitely murder him. Mm-hmm. She'd have a hit put out on him and make it look like an accident in a day. I mean, we never hear from him again, I assume, in the show. I can neither confirm nor deny this because I don't remember. So, I think we can basically say that in canon, Karen Walker puts out a hit mm-hmm. on Nathan, whose name, last name we never learned because we don't care. Yep. Also, like, can we just talk about where did he get the money for this trip? Like, is Susie loaded? Susie is definitely because loaded. Because he was a homeless, unemployed man who was living with Grace. Maybe he sold his motorcycle. Maybe he sold his motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Bitch. How rude. How rude. I just hate him so much. I'm so glad he's gone. I'm so glad he died in the Bahamas. Yep. He died in the Bahamas plane crash. (laughs) (laughs) It's canon now. We're going to talk to the creators. Yeah. So why did you write in that Nathan dies in a plane crash in the Bahamas? They'll be like, what the fuck? And they'll be like, no, it's been reported. I mean, it's written in between the lines, but like, it's it's there. You're like, what? And they're like, no, it was widely reported on this very popular Will and Grace podcast. (laughs) It's definitely canon. They confirmed it. We should tweet at them about this. We should definitely tweet at them about this. Did you this. murder Nathan in the Bahamas? Just <laughs> curious. Uh, <laughs> all right. I think that's all we have for this week. Mm-hmm. Tess, do you want to tell everyone where they can tweet at us if they disagree with our assessment of the Nathan plotline? Sure thing. So if you want to send us a tweet, we are at Not A Couple Show on Twitter. But don't you worry. That's not the only social media we have. We have several others. You can find us on Facebook, on Tumblr. We post our show notes on Medium. And you can find our show on iTunes and Podbean. And uh, if you want to send us an email, our email address is notacouplepodcast at gmail.com if you want to send us a more personalized headcanon about what happened to Nathan. (laughs) All right, everybody. Uh, We'll be back with another podcast episode next week. Mm -hmm. Before then, we will be back on the Twitter webs uh, for a special holiday episode of Will and Grace. We're apparently going back in time. We're very excited about it. Um, Karen might be Irish yes I did see something about that well I I saw a teeny tiny clip and she seemed to have some kind of an accent so yes Uh, so we'll uh, all experience that together Mm -hmm. Um, so that'll be exciting so you'll get that before our next episode Um, but otherwise stay tuned and we'll have more Will and Grace for you soon yep we're just gonna keep on trucking through the holidays it's our Christmas gift to you (laughs) All right, everybody Uh, once again I'm Matthew I'm Tess And this has been Not a Couple. Bye-bye. This episode of Not a Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Eliza? What was that? This episode of Not a Couple was sponsored by beds. All beds. Any kind of bed. Except cat for mattresses. Not those beds. Hashtag not all beds.